It's time for JT the Brick. I love my job. I love the opportunity that I can come in here and talk to the Raider Nation. Talk to JT. As we are rolling on on the biggest topic in the NFL, this is nothing to dive into and look crazy about. Have we lost our bleep in mind? Look, the elephant in the room is the majority of our audience are Raider fans, and they would like the Raiders to win now. They don't want to rebuild. They don't care about two or three years. The last 20 plus years have been hard, and they're sick of it. Excuses die, the record stands. JT the Brick. Are you kidding me? It's an absolute free-for-all with the Raiders on national radio debate shows. Everybody now is throwing blank up against the wall. No, no, no. Who are you listening to? Who's putting this in your head? But what happens next is what should this team do that's responsible, not reckless, makes sense, and could kind of thread the needle and get this team back to greatness. Are you with me on that? Put some respect on JT the Brick's name. And now, sound off like you got a pair. Here's JT the Brick. Out of the gate. JT as we get going here. Out of the gate, JT as we begin here on Raider Nation Radio. Are we ready to go, Bobby? There we go. We are back. JT, can you hear me on Raider Nation Radio, 920 AM? Out of the gate as we get going here. In studio today with Bobby on a very, very busy day as we open up the show. 702-365-9200. Hope you had a great weekend. Hope you observed Memorial Day. It was a special holiday as it always is for those members of the military, men and women that we've lost and hopefully their families were able to observe along with the rest of our country here as we are coming into a massive week as we open up the show. I am ready to go. I had a vision of an NFL town and a hockey town and an NBA town, a town that will win championships, and we are on the verge of that with the Vegas Golden Knights as they advance to the Stanley Cup. Yes, I've been pushing it harder than anybody in Las Vegas, period. I don't need a juice box or a medal. We've been pushing this for months to get Vegas to the Stanley Cup final, and we're there. Congratulations to Bruce Cassidy, the entire organization, George McPhee, everybody involved with this great organization, Mr. Foley at the top of the organization. We love all of it, and I am a fan of this team. I am a diehard fan, albeit a young fan, like we all are, of the Vegas Golden Knights, and VGK has advanced to the Stanley Cup, and this is great. For a team that didn't make the playoffs last year, And a team that's now in the Stanley Cup, everybody deserves tremendous credit for going on this journey, and especially the great fans, and a few of them that made the trip and went all the way out to Dallas when they took the team photo. You saw those Vegas Golden Knight fans come down into the lower bowl. Congratulations on those fans that made the trip and saw the Western Conference Final and that dominant win 6-0. Incredible. We're brought to you by PT's, the best happy hour in town, 5-7, to midnight to 2. They're a proud partner of the Vegas Golden Knights. If you cannot get into the game, there's no place better to be throughout the Stanley Cup final than any of the 64 PTs located in the Valley. Sierra Gold, Sean Patrick's, the SG Bar, Arizona Charlie's, the Strat, all of their proud partners there. Congratulations, too, to our proud partners, Golden Entertainment, as they merged with this proud franchise to be where they're at. So that's what I want to do here for the next week. I want to get this going. And again, it's going to be a hockey show more than a football show, I can promise you there, because we're in the Stanley Cup final, and this is unbelievable. And we got to take advantage of this format for two hours a day. So if you're a new Vegas Golden Knight fan, if you're a hockey fan, if you like to party, you like to have a good time, you like to go out at night, you like to have people in your backyard, the party I threw in my backyard yesterday, we jumped in the pool every time they scored. 
with our clothes on. So every time they scored, uh, my best friends were jumping in the pool. My kids were jumping in the pool. As my wife was preparing the barbecue, cigars, cervezas. Uh, let's get in Modelo, supplying me with my backyard brick cervezas. And we were literally, every time they scored, let's get in the pool. And we're jumping into the pool because we were so excited about the city of Vegas. This is the Stanley Cup, a Canadian sport with the original six teams. We're the new team to the party, along with the Kraken, and we're back to the Cup the second time in six years. Are you kidding me? I am on cloud nine with this team. I am excited. I'm fired up. I'm standing up. I want to hear from hockey fans. I'm demanding it. I'm demanding it in this town because we don't have it in this town, and I want to be the guy. I want to be the wedge. I want to be that guy. Okay, we got a hockey show that's on hockey nights. We got this or that. I want to be the guy in this town because I've done it from the day they came here and they started this franchise. The Raiders put out a nice tweet congratulating them. Everybody's on board here in Vegas. If you're not a hockey fan, listen to a podcast for a week. I'm going big on this because it's a Stanley Cup. It's my show. My name's on it. My partners are on this show, and we're going balls out. We're, are you with me on this? We have the Stanley Cup being hosted in Vegas. We have home ice in the Stanley Cup. And we have an opportunity to win the Stanley Cup here. We, the season ticket holders and the fans of VGK. Wow. Did I see it coming? Not with this team this year. I didn't predict Stanley Cup start of the year. But when they got rolling and they were first in the West and they remained first in the West and they held off Edmonton and they had the one seed, yeah, we felt really good about it. Now they got to go beat an eight seed, an eight seed, in Florida that barely made the playoffs. Barely. They snuck in. They were the last team. The Miami Heat. Oh, the Heat are in the finals too. Another eight seed. But this is the Florida Panthers. We are not playing the 80s Gretzkys, the 90s Mario Lemieux. We're not playing them. They're very good. They're very good. They're an eight seed. We're a one seed. We have home ice. They don't. Let's go win this thing. Let's drink from the cup. Let's drink from the cup and have a great time. So 702-365-9200. I am very optimistic as I start a short week. Because we start on Tuesday and they play on Saturday. I hope you do your job and match my energy on this. I hope you do. I hope you do. And if you don't, I'll carry the load. That's what I do. I'm excited. I live in Vegas. I'm pro-Vegas. I like this hockey team a lot. I want them to win. They've been good to me, and I'm a fan. Not a journalist. I'm not sitting there, you know, writing copy and down in the locker room being neutral. I'm not neutral. The Knights know that. I know that, and I appreciate the support they give us. So jump on board and what this means to you as a sports fan. Let's break it down. Let's not do hockey. What does it mean to you to live in Vegas with the Stanley Cup being here? If you weren't here five years ago, you don't remember it. It was big. We got a better chance. We got a better chance this year to win the Cup. Uh, Take advantage of the format, 702-365-9200 as we open up the show. I spent all morning at the Raiders. Talked to a lot of people on and off the record. That's my job, and here's what I know. So we did the podcast earlier today with Q Myers, Raiders Roundtable. I think they're going to release it now or in an hour or so. We opened up with Jimmy Garoppolo. What is the status of Jimmy Garoppolo? The status is is that he had a procedure because they wanted to get him right heading into the offseason. They didn't have to. Okay, Some of this stuff could have healed on its own or not. They decided to go down the road and get the procedure, and Jimmy G agreed to it, and they all agreed to have a procedure. Now the timeline is for him to be back for training camp. That's the accurate reporting on this issue. 
They're not saying he'll come back after training camp. They're not telling us how many weeks before. The reports are accurate as of today that Jimmy Garoppolo is on pace to return to be the quarterback of the silver and black. Now let's break this down because it's the national story because there's not much happening in the NFL other than DeAndre Hopkins being available. Everyone in the national media is looking for some type of controversy with the Raiders well before Jimmy Garoppolo ever played for this team or will take a snap for this team. Everybody is looking for something negative to happen in the national media. They don't want this to be a positive. The national media, from Fox to ESPN to the football websites, do not want this to go well for the Raiders. You got that? I think you all get that. That's why you listen to me and you're on the flagship station. They don't want this to turn out well. The Raiders are very confident that this is going to turn out well. As of today, if that changes, we'll do a different show if we find out it's changed for the worse. So it's not a positive today. I'm not here with a bed of roses telling you that this is unbelievable, but Jimmy Garoppolo is healing. He's lifting weights. He's with the team in all the meetings, meeting room. He knows the offense. He's really tight with the coach. Everything's fine. Okay, He's in the building. He's working out. He's got the playbook, and he knows the playbook. So there's no, he's not MIA. He's not hanging out on a franchise tag, doesn't want to show up. There's none of that. Everything is fine with Jimmy G. But I can't play trainer and doctor. I can't look at x-rays. I can't tell you what's going to happen until they tell me what's going to happen. So the reports are that Jimmy Garoppolo is on pace to play quarterback in training camp for the Raiders. If it's a week after that, I don't know. If it's a week before, I don't know. But Jimmy Garoppolo is completely entrenched in the organization today, ready for what's going to happen next week and what's going to happen after that. The Raiders did the right thing. I mean, it's pretty amazing that a lot of people in the media couldn't figure out when he was delayed a day what was going on, like four stories upstairs. They really, what you need? You didn't realize that? It was like, what is it, like two guys other than me realized that Jimmy Garoppolo was probably upstairs, there's probably an issue with the physical, that probably we work in the contract? Really? Anybody really need to know that? My phone's available. You can text me. You know, at that time, they had to clean up the contract. They did that. So give the Raiders credit for looking, and nothing's changed. The player that they want, the offense that they want, the system that they want is all based on Jimmy G. And everything is set now, and they reworked the contract because in case there's a disaster scenario and he can't play, the Raiders will have no liability. What's wrong with that? I mean, I'd ask for a round of applause, but that would be ridiculous. That's what you do when you're a smart organization. You do the right thing. You protect yourself in case something happens. They got a guy from the Niners who had a foot injury. They looked at it. They looked at it several times. They decided to go in a direction to fix it completely instead of it being a lingering situation. And that's why people get involved in medicals. So the Raiders, we know that. If you saw the waiver, if you looked at the contract status and all of that, it's pretty easy to see that Jimmy Garoppolo needed some extra work medically. They got it done. Now he's supposed to return it 100%. Not 92%, not 78%. If he didn't have the procedure, maybe he plays at 80%. Maybe in the back of his mind he doesn't feel right about the foot. I don't know. But they're doing this to fix him so he'll be ready to go and fit into the system. Now, what does he bring to the system that Derek Carr didn't bring to the system? He's just better when it comes to taking on more burden. 
and, and taking on more of a playbook, taking on more of this playbook, this particular playbook, not Gruden's playbook, not Dennis Allen's playbook, this particular playbook built by Josh McDaniels and Tom Brady, but actually built by Belichick, McDaniels, and Brady, mostly Josh McDaniels, now the head coach, puts a heavy burden on the quarterback to make better decisions in tighter windows, better throws, under more duress. Jimmy Garoppolo, I believe, is better than Derek Carr at that. I don't know if he's a lot better, because I think Derek's a pretty good player. He's a really good player, multiple pro bowler, but Jimmy Garoppolo is supposed to be elevated in that situation. You give him the playbook, he's comfortable with it, he will take on the burden of it, he will do what you ask him to do, and he wants more of that because he understands the system. Well, he's totally entrenched in the system today. Totally entrenched. He's in the meetings with Devontae, the coach, everybody. He's lifting weights. He's, he's there. Everything's right. Now he just got to wait on the medical of it. Will he be ready by training camp? And I'm going forward, as I said today on Raiders Roundtable, I'm going forward like he's going to start training camp. If he's not, I'm going to start a new radio show that day and a new podcast that day, and we'll act accordingly. So I hope that clears up everything on what's going on with Jimmy G. Everything is fine. As of today, everything is on the timeline that the Raiders expect to have him to be able to play in training camp and be able to start the season there. And if he does, I think he's got a pretty loaded offense. The offense is loaded. Hunter Renfro and Jacoby Myers with a new coach who was a legend at that position. Devontae Adams, the best receiver in football and the leading rusher in the league. Sounds pretty good to me. I couldn't have dreamed up a better offense than that other than bringing back Art Shell, having Jim Otto in his prime, my friend John Vela, Henry Lawrence. I can't do that. The offensive line's okay. I think it's better than decent because they're in the program another year and there's not a lot of controversy, and I think there's going to be competition for another player to start. Okay? Wink, wink. There's going to be competition for another player to start in there. So I think the offense, if Jimmy Garoppolo comes back on the timeline that's going to be expected, he's not going to miss anything other than some protected throws in the facility in front of no one throwing to air. He's not going to miss anything. He'll be ready to go. If he's not able to go, will I be concerned? Hell yeah, I will. I'll be concerned if he's not ready to go because the timeline for the procedure that he had should have him on time, on time for the recovery. So that's what I have for today as we open it up for Raider fans. And then we spent a lot of time talking about Devontae last week and is Devontae happy or not. He said he loved the coach, he loves the GM, he loves the organization. What did I miss? Did I miss anything? There's an article that he did months ago that was slugged right before last week to get clicks and Devontae came in and cleaned that all up. We played Max Crosby's interview for a few minutes, and Max Crosby seems to be running through walls. You see the videos of him at OTA at Raiders.com? The guy is jumping and leapfrogging, jumping in place. The guy's ready to play tomorrow. So everything seems to be good. I also know that Epps, the new safety in here, is a tremendous upgrade from what they have. They have a safety here who can set everybody up right, really smart, and a guy who's gravitated to Patrick Graham and this system. So he's going to be really good from what I'm hearing. And what's, what's happening already with the way they're setting up this defense with Epps on the back end at one of the safety positions is going to be a tremendous upgrade for what they had in the past. I think they need another linebacker. But, you know, if you look at linebackers in this league right now, Lawrence Taylor isn't walking through that door. Ray Lewis isn't walking through this door. You know, nowadays I believe that linebackers – 
You need more hybrids. You need guys who can play first down, second down, come off the field, play third down. You know, those type of players here, specialists who can come in, who are linebackers in coverage, and I think the Raiders are in that pivot move in the history of this organization. Matt Millen, you know, the guys that would play there, Phil Villapiano, who I talked to today, he's getting in tonight, we're going to have a beverage. Those players were great back then. The position has evolved now to more of a hybrid player that comes in and out of the game. And I think the Raiders are going to be pretty good in that situation, but I still think they need another player there. And at cornerback, you know, I, I've always said this, I think the Raiders got to figure out if Nate Hobbs is going to be a star in this league or not. Not a player. Nate Hobbs got to be a star. He's got to elevate to be a star player in this league. If they have Nate Hobbs as a star, then that's one less problem they have to have, even though I think they'll get another cornerback again down the road. And they'll get another one, and they drafted a cornerback who's fast and is a speed burner. So that's all I can do on Raiders Radio. I just gave you a college course 101 on how to do Raiders Radio, and I had nothing to do with it. There's no news. It's the bleeping off season. The hockey team's in the Stanley Cup. I covered the quarterback, the wide receiver, and I told you something I learned today. That's all I got. Not going to make it up here. We're not doing a depth chart. We're not talking about the backup cornerback. We're not talking about position battles today. What's going to be the position battle that we look at? None of that. Not me. See you, see you in July, late July for that. Okay, today we're talking about the Golden Knights in the Stanley Cup final and Jimmy Garoppolo's timeline. Did I forget anything? Ooh, I forgot the Celtics choking. Ooh. Oh, Bobby, Bobby, I know this hurts you because I bought in. I got the fish hook. See right here? It's still in my cheek. When they won the two games, they were down 3-2. I put out a video. They got this. And then they won the third game, 3-3. And then they were coming home. Man, did I get that one wrong. Did you see what the Heat did to the Celtics in Game 7? They absolutely humiliated them in front of our friend Dana White, all the celebrities who were there that came back, Bill Simmons sitting in the lower bowl, all the Celtic celebrities came back because they all wanted to be there. They all wanted to have a Sam Adams. They all wanted to have a lobster roll. They all wanted to tell their friends and family, I was there for the greatest comeback in the history of the NBA, and they are all left with three minutes to go. Woo! That was tough. I did not see that coming. The better team won. Uh, that came down to coaching. No doubt about it. Eric Spolstra, much better coach than Missoula. It showed up that way. Jimmy Butler had his great moment, his unbelievable, iconic moment. He said on the plane, the private charter, he took a selfie video and said, I'm coming. I'm coming. He did a Mark Messier. He predicted it. Don't get in the prediction business because the two most famous predictions are Joe Namath and Mark Messier, who predicted wins in iconic games. Jimmy Butler kind of did. He kind of told everybody they were going to win it at the podium after game six, set it on the team charter and delivered. And the Celtics choked. Now, or did they not choke because they were down 0-3 and got it to Game 7? As a sports talk host, that's something I struggle with. What's a choke? What's the definition of choke? Like, the Lakers lost four in a row to Denver. Did they choke? No, they got beat. They got beat by a better team. They didn't choke. They would choke if they missed three free throws with uh, five seconds left. That's a choke. So that's a topic for today. When it comes to the NBA... The NHL, the Boston Bruins, you can add that in. Sorry, Bobby. But with all this together, what is your definition of a choke? I saved the best for last because I'm confused about it. My mind is playing tricks on me saying the Celtics choked. They got to Game 7 after being down 0-3. They had a home court back. 
had all the momentum. They won three in a row, and they didn't win, and then they didn't show up. They got humiliated. That kind of is a choke. Do you agree with me? 702-365-9200. And before we get to some of the Golden Knights sound coming up next, I'm really happy that the Vegas Golden Knights didn't choke because they were up three games to none. They lost two in a row, and I did not feel great about that game in Dallas yesterday. I did not. I don't gamble, but I wouldn't have bet a dime on the Golden Knights winning that game in Dallas. And they humiliated Dallas. That really shows you a lot about this franchise and what they're doing. I'm, I'm just excited. I am so happy that we have two weeks, two weeks of the Vegas Golden Knights in the Stanley Cup Final. The greatest trophy in sports is not the Lombardi Trophy. It's not the Larry O'Brien NBA Trophy. It's the Stanley Cup. Please understand that. Even if you don't love hockey, even if you're listening to me out of market, please meet me halfway and let me know that you care about the Stanley Cup and you understand that it's in our city. It will actually be here in our city to showcase for everybody to see. Don't touch it. Don't touch that cup. Well, that's for the hockey players. But I think we got a chance to win. And if we do, the Aces got a championship. Jerry Tarkanian and the Rebels, one of the greatest college basketball teams of all time, have one. We could have a Lord Stanley Cup in this town. Hopefully the Raiders are trending in the right direction. We have a Super Bowl here. Not that they're going to play in it this year. We have F1 here. As F1 is coming, one of the biggest sports around the globe. This is the time to be in Las Vegas. This is why the A's want to be here so badly because they're watching the success of Vegas going, we got no choice. We want to jump on the bandwagon and get down there while there's still some money left. While there's still some advertising dollars, we think, wink, wink, is available for us. There's no place in the world I would rather be hosting this show than Las Vegas, Nevada. No place in the world. And I have an affinity for New York. I'm from New York. I lived in L.A. I lived in the Bay Area, San Francisco. Lived in San Diego. All great cities. But Las Vegas now, this is the time to be here. There were other great times with the Rat Pack and Sinatra and Sammy Davis Jr. Great times to be here in Las Vegas. Don't get me wrong. But this is the time where Vegas is now the sports and entertainment capital of the world. Concerts, we have the Sphere coming online, everything that's happening here, the Resort Corridor, Resorts World being open. I mean, it's just so lucky to be here and to have a radio show, any type of platform here in Vegas. Very proud to be here. All right, my two callers are from two different parts of the world, not Vegas. Thank God this stream's on the app. Mike in Staten, Italy, right in Manhattan today. Mikey, start us off. Hey, JT, what's going on, my friend? Uh, First, I want to say, JT, from day one, you've been about bringing the Raiders to Vegas back in the day, and you took a lot of grief from people that work on your radio station saying, oh, they should stay in Oakland. I I think after that tweet that you sent out today about the economical boom for Las Vegas, that those other broadcasters that said, hey, the the Vegas Raiders shouldn't come, you know, it's unbelievable. JT, I'm a huge hockey fan. My Rangers got knocked out early. I didn't think there was a team in the world to beat the Boston Bruins. This matchup against the Florida Panthers against Golden Knights is so close that it, it's whoever makes that one mistake. And if Vegas, if Vegas keep taking bad penalties, this could be a short series. I think that it's even going down to the goalies, to the star players. 
The Panthers have beaten better teams than them on paper. I think this is going to be an epic seven-game series, and then whoever doesn't make the mistake at the end Mm -hmm. wins, JT. And I'm I'm rooting that there's not the Florida Panthers jumping in the Bellagio pool after game seven this year, my friend. Thanks, Mike. Yeah, I appreciate the call. You know, uh, I'll push back on one thing. Florida beat Boston, and if Boston all of a sudden got a wake-up call today to play in the Stanley Cup, I'd pick them to beat Vegas. I think that Boston was the the only unbeatable team, and the Panthers beat them. But that's it. It's not like the Florida Panthers beat Edmonton. Okay, I know they went through a tough road just like Vegas, maybe tougher because they had Boston. But I think these two teams are evenly matched, and I know for a fact that Vegas' third and fourth line is better than Florida's third and fourth line. They got a hot goaltender. They got a lot of time off. Vegas, fortunately, gets a lot of time off. Vegas gets a lot of time off, which is really important, really important here as we get rolling. Billy in Vegas, diehard hockey fan with knowledge. Billy, welcome to the Stanley Cup Finals. How do you see it? Uh, I see a physical series from Florida. I've got uh, hockey legend Bob Fleming on the line with us, too, today. Hello, Bob. Who do you have in the series? Thanks for calling in. Who do you got? Well, I'm biased. I hope our Knights win. I think it's going to be uh, a very tough series, though, and I think – the Panthers are going to bring a lot of physicality, and I think we can answer with that new fourth line we put back together last night that was together uh, before before Carrier was hurt. They're back together, and they looked great last night. Yeah, and the physicality of Vegas. We saw a little bit of physicality because of what they had to do getting through Dallas. Dallas was no pushover. They matched the Knights. They tried to bully him and push him around, and we saw the bully hockey from Edmonton in those first couple of games trying to draw the Golden Knights into penalties. What do you think of the discipline of Cassidy's team not to take dumb penalties throughout the series? We uh, we are pretty disciplined. Yeah. Um, it's it's uh, you know it's that whole montage of. Rolling four lines. Mm-hmm. We've used four goalies, which in all my 50 years of hockey, I've never seen anything like that. So it's, I think it's just a whole team concept and a, a deep team. And, a, you know, they know they, they don't take a lot of penalties. I think we're the least penalized team in the NHL. And, and we're unselfish that way. We don't, we don't take a lot of dumb penalties. Um, I'd like to see a couple of our guys watch the high sticking penalties. Yeah, I agree. You know, keep their stick down a little because uh, the high sticking ones are just kind of, kind of silly, mm-hmm. uh, unneeded. But besides that, we've been pretty darn good on it. Thanks for the phone call. Appreciate you checking in. See, Bobby, like the T-shirt says, scream and they will come. Scream and they will come. And here come the hockey fans. Greatly appreciate that. 702-365-9200. Yeah, you don't want stupid penalties. Stay out of the box. It's hard to do. Eichel got a high-sticking penalty because he was falling. His balance was wavering and his stick came up. And he got a high stick there. It happens. But just don't do it in front of the crease. Play disciplined hockey, and I think Vegas is clearly the better team. Sean's in Winnipeg, Canada. How about that for a national show today? How are you, Sean? Go ahead. Great yourself, sir, JT. Thank you for calling in. What do you got? Who do you like? Hey, 40-year-plus Raiders fan. Mm-hmm. Love your show. Thank you. I'm born and bred in Winnipeg, Manitoba, Canada. I think you kind of maybe remembered your Knights kicked their butts mm-hmm. first round. Yeah. The... Manitoba ties on the VGK team with Stone, Howden, White Cloud, Colasar, Kelly McCrimmon, Gary Lawless, Shane Knighty. It's amazing. You have, you have Team Manitoba sitting there. So rooting for you guys. Congratulations. Good luck. Uh, super, super awesome. But hoping one day I can have a Modelo with you near the torch. 
and uh, good luck to your nights. You got it. If you come down from Winnipeg, I will buy you a big Modelo at the torch on the pregame show. No doubt about that. Appreciate that. That's the monologue brought to you by Remy Martin. We often say team up for excellence. That's why we're a partner with Remy Martin. How excited is Remy Martin to know that we have the Stanley Cup here for the next couple of weeks? It might end sooner. It might go to Game 7. But the entire time, Remy Martin will be all over the strip. All over the strip. A proud partner of what we do here, not only at Lotus Broadcasting, but did Remy Martin ever believe that they'd be involved with the flagship company of the hockey team that's in the Stanley Cup final on top of the Raider Nation? Remy Martin, team up for excellence. When we come back, more of the same. More of the same. I'm just kind of walking on air, Bobby. I got a good week here. Got another show tonight on Sirius XM. We got Raiders Media Day on Monday. That's going to be interesting. Media Day. Everyone gets their new school picture on Monday of next week. Then I'll be sitting on a beach in Hawaii. So I got fast shows the rest of the week, man. Come at me fast. We got the Stanley Cup potentially in Vegas for good. Let's go win the cup. No worry. Uh, I mean, it was just honestly just talking, uh, language, things like that. But no, we both sides, I think, knew what we wanted to get done. So it was a very collaborative, actually, just us coming together. Jimmy G at his original press conference. JT, back with you as we continue. Uh, if you have some angst with Jimmy Garoppolo coming back, we all understand that. Every I was in the building today. And everybody who was in the building today and we're talking about it, we did a podcast on it. We're very open and transparent about what we know on Garoppolo. It's supposed to be okay heading into training camp. We understand that Raider fans are a little bit wary on this and concerned because Jimmy's been injured in the past. I can't change that, nor am I here with pom-pom saying that he's going to be 100% and the greatest quarterback in Raider history. I like him in this offense a lot if he's fully healed and healthy and has training camp to get chemistry going in. I don't think a lot of fans around the country, mostly Raider fans are, but rest of the fans understand how good this offense can be. They don't get it. They don't understand the addition of Jacoby Myers with Hunter Renfro, the leading rusher in the league, Devontae Adams, Michael Mayer out of Notre Dame, the tight end, and Dorsett on the outside, and the other guys competing at the receiver position, and the offensive line another year in this system. Most people, you know, you're not going to watch NFL Live or NFL Today and they're going to say, you know, here are the five guys on the Raiders' offensive line. Here's how long they've been in the system. Here's who's ascending, who's playing better. I'm not going to do any of that. What they're going to do is they're going to say, Jimmy Garoppolo might not play. Tom Brady could be the quarterback because it's easy. It's really lame and easy to do that. I'm fascinated on Tom Brady. Fascinated on Tom Brady. I wanted Tom Brady to be the quarterback. And my second choice was Devontae's, Aaron Rodgers. I'm not apologizing for that. Then Jimmy G comes along, and I'm like, "Woo, Jimmy G is pretty good. Okay, that's not bad. I-, I can go with Jimmy G. Now Jimmy G's hurt, and Jimmy G's rehabbing through an injury. I'm hoping he's there because there aren't a lot of options. I told you that I think Brian Hoyer is one of the premier backups, but only in a backup situation, not as a starter. Traditionally, you want your backup to be so good he could start. We had a pretty good backup here in Marcus Mariota. You're a very good backup quarterback. Guy could come in and run. He never played. Derek never wanted him on the field. If he was banged up, Derek was running right back on the field. Mariota ended up going from here and starting in Atlanta. He had a very good career in Tennessee. I think the Niners got a good backup quarterback in Sam Darnold. I don't think he's finished yet. I think he could start in the league. 
You look around, Carson Wentz is available. I've always liked Carson Wentz. Big, strong guy, can make every throw, tough, better than you think. But other people don't like him, think he's injury prone, a lot like Jimmy G. Jacoby Brissett can come in and play. He's a good backup quarterback. But do you want Jacoby Brissett playing 16 weeks or 14 weeks? No. But can he come in for two or three games and be really good and keep the offense going? Absolutely. But the goal here is to get Jimmy Garoppolo to play every game and to be completely healthy and to be upright all year. And I understand the skepticism that a lot of Raider fans have. 702-365-9200 as we continue on. In regards to the conversation on the Stanley Cup, uh, tickets went on sale today. They are pricey. Okay, they are pricey. I had a, bu- a buddy ask me because he knows I got two sons and my wife would like to go. 802 bucks for the lower bowl. No, thank you. I'm still paying off two colleges. Even though the one just got done, we're not paying off the graduation trip. And we're fine here. But I'm just saying, 802 a little pricey for me. That's face value. It's face value. If the Raiders go to the playoffs and have home games, prices will go up. Individual tickets. So if you're a Golden Knight fan and you want to get into the game, how are you going to do it? How are you going to get a ticket to the game? You're going to go upper deck? You're going to go to hide? Maybe watch it on that landing there? How are you trying to get into the game and get tickets which select individual game tickets go on sale today? A lot of people in town here that have a lot of money. A lot of people in town that have a lot of money. And there's a lot of people that will come to Vegas and they don't care about the Florida Panthers. There are Canadians who are listening in Vancouver. Uh, They're listening and they can get here to go to the Stanley Cup. Their team's not in the Stanley Cup, but they want to be at the Stanley Cup. So a lot of fans and celebrities are going to be all of a sudden showing up at T-Mobile because they want to get in the building. If you got a ticket, I'd like to know what you're going to do with your ticket. It's a good, fun topic this week. I would not sell a ticket to the Stanley Cup. I'd go. But there's a lot of people that are so greedy. If you can triple your money, you triple your money. You pay off a car payment. You pay off your summer electric bill. If you got the air conditioning and the pool running all summer, one game could pay that whole bill. What are you doing if you have tickets, or how are you getting tickets to the Vegas Golden Knights? Two of my really good friends who are in town went to Dallas. They won a great gambling bet. They won a huge gambling bet, and they flew to Dallas to get tickets. Said it was a ghost town. They were there two hours, only two hours before the game, to get some pizza and some cocktails. Nobody. So they sent me the video. I'm like, what do you mean nobody? Nobody. In the plaza there, they had the Dirk Nowitzki statue. Nobody. Imagine going to Toshiba Plaza two hours before a game, and there's zero people there. Not the case here in Vegas. Dallas, man, the fans were just, they got steamrolled. And then do you see the fans that left early? How many of their fans left in the third period? What you're supposed to do in hockey is even when your team loses to end the playoffs, you stay to thank them for the whole season. That's a tradition in hockey. They tap their... They tap their sticks on the ice. They wave. You know, they lose. Okay, they didn't win at all. Their fans didn't even stay to thank that team for getting to the conference finals. Didn't even stay. Went right to the exits. That's Dallas. So whenever anybody makes fun of a different sports town, put Dallas near the top of the list. Other than the Cowboys, I don't think that's a great sports town in a lot of ways, and they proved that in that disgrace as their fans flooded out of there and they didn't even say thank you to the organization and the team for getting them there. 702-365-9200. It's an open line for you. We shouldn't have anyone because we have Stanley Cup in town. Jerry's here in Vegas. Jerry, thanks for waiting. You're up next. Go ahead. 
JT, good afternoon. Uh, appreciate your combination of enthusiasm and sensibility, as always. Not not everyone in the media has both those at the same time, so good for you. Appreciate that. Uh, okay, to the Stanley Cup. Uh, credit to Kelly McCrimmon, mm-hmm. George McPhee, for the team they've built. Uh, you know, they did some courageous things. They fired two winning coaches and ended up finding Bruce Cassidy, who's done a fantastic job. And they built a team with monster depth. There, there literally is no team that has a bottom six or eight or ten players like the Knights. And the longer the playoffs have gone, the more it showed. Against Edmonton, uh, Edmonton overplayed their superstars. Another shift, another shift, another shift. And you can see them wear out. And the longer that series went, the stronger the Knights got. So hopefully that'll be what pushes uh, the Knights over the top is contributions from everybody, one through 19, everybody that hits the ice on the night, not not every mm. hockey team has that. Uh, players like Nick Waugh, Chandler mm. Stevenson play in the bottom six. Nobody has that. Those guys play phenomenal, and everybody contributes. So it's been a great season. I, I enjoy the nights. It's just great entertainment. Uh, the media team does a great job with the coverage. Mm-hmm. Uh, I still listen to uh, sports on the radio sometimes. Right. And I'll, I'll take a long walk. I'll listen to a ball game or a hockey game. And uh, the TV, the radio crew does a great job. They it's do. Just been, uh, it's just been a phenomenal six years, and it would just be such a payoff for the players and the ownership and all the fans in that. Uh, t- uh, Florida got a good team. They mm-hmm. have a super yeah. smart coach as well. Paul Maurice is a very smart fellow, and they've got some big stars that uh, are going to come in and give it everything they can. So uh, let's hope the Knights uh, play well and mm-hmm. play smart and uh, make it a good series. So Thank you. Uh, enjoy your, enjoy your uh, the upcoming vacation. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks for listening. Appreciate that. Good hockey call coming in here. It'd be a shame. You know, last time in the inaugural season, they went to the Stanley Cup final and lost to Alex Ovechkin. After winning game one, we were up one nothing and lost four in a row. That can't happen. The team is here, and in hockey, they break up these teams and they fire coaches. Not that they're going to do that here, but if they don't win the Cup, a lot of people will not be back. Mr. Foley wants the cup. He expects to win the cup. They got to get it done. Put pressure on them. They should. But as I said, they're not playing Mario Lemieux or Wayne Gretzky. This is not an iconic team they're playing. If Florida ends up winning the cup by beating the Boston Bruins and the number one seed out West Vegas, it's a hell of a run. That's a memorable Stanley Cup for them. But I'd rather play Florida in eight seed. Because if I was sitting here getting ready to preview the Bruins and the Golden Knights, it'd take a lot. Because I don't think they'd beat the Bruins. I don't. And now I believe they can beat the Panthers. I like the matchup. I like everything they've been able to do. And I just love the entertainment value here in town. We're just lucky to have this. I'm in sports radio. It gets quiet at times. I'm in Vegas. I can't buy a phone call on the Miami Heat. I can't talk about baseball. No one buys in. So I got to have content. And I got to have content when the Raiders aren't in the throes of the season. This is a 10 out of 10 for content. We have the Stanley Cup in our city. I can't, I can't imagine anything. When we have a NASCAR race here, I get into it. We have a fight, right? We have boxing. I'm always going to the fight. I try to bring you some content. We've got two weeks of content here for the Stanley Cup. I think it's going to be special. And if it happens, it'll be great. And it will quiet a lot of Vegas critics. There's a lot of people that talk about Vegas' market size and this or that. Give me a break. Compare, it's over. Vegas is Vegas. I don't care what number their market size is, what the TV share is and all that. It's Las Vegas. 
You know, like 45 million people a year flying in here as tourists to come have a good time. And now you're going to throw in the Stanley Cup on top of F1 in the Super Bowl? Oh, this is incredible. This is not a once-in-a-lifetime thing because the Golden Knights have been to the Stanley Cup final twice in six years. But they got to win it. Can't get this far. There's nothing redeemable if they don't win. Okay, let's get that in ahead of time, Bobby. If they don't win this thing, if they don't win this thing, forget everything I said. This is a must-win must win, have to drink from the cup, have to have the parade, period. And I think they'll do that. I'm very confident here. I was not confident yesterday. I was not confident. I expected to see more from Dallas, and Vegas just blew through them. We'll get to the sound bites and the highlights of the game coming up next on the other side. If you got more to talk about in regards to the Raiders and Jimmy Garoppolo, you've had the weekend to think about Jimmy Garoppolo. What do you think? What's your gut feeling tell you on that? Because we're not doctors and trainers. They're saying, they're telling us he'll be ready by training camp, or they hope to. I think it's important he's ready by training camp. We're brought to you by The Black Hole. Go to their website, theblackhole.com. Football's most notorious fans. Join the family and become a member. It's that easy at the website, The Black Hole. We just got to play better, um, start the games off better on the starters, um, make it more difficult for them. They're in the rhythm since the beginning of the game, but we're always going to stay positive, knowing that we can and we will win this series, and we'll just have to close it out at home. That was Jimmy Butler from earlier in the postseason, and Jimmy Butler is now a star. He has been a star in the NBA, but he's four games away from being an elite superstar and having a chip and a ring. JT, back with you. We are brought to you by Resorts World. There's a lot happening at Resorts World. They came off of EDC as the official hotel of EDC, and now they're opening up more and more venues there. They have Zook, the nightclub there, Doghouse to watch sports, the great theater where Katy Perry is wrapping up, all the great concerts that are there, and all the rest of Ronston that are being activated. Gatsby's the lounge in the middle. Head on out to Resorts World. So I wanted to spend a few minutes on the NBA Finals matchup coming up between the Heat and the Nuggets. The Nuggets are the better team. They they were the better team in the regular season. I think they'll win. I do. I like the way Miami has won in the postseason. They've been fantastic. The coaching is good. Malone versus Spolstra. I'll give Spolstra the edge. I'll give the edge of Jimmy Butler and the Joker. Nikola Jokic to Jokic, the two-time MVP. And I think the depth is reasonably the same here. But Denver in the mile high to have that home court advantage in that rare air, the travel for them, the confidence they have all the time off. I think they're the better team. I'll give them in six. They could win in five because I think they're the superior team, but I'll say Denver in six. And I think that Denver will be the best team. I had Boston and Denver before the start of the year. I was right on Denver all year long. Getting back to Miami to go into Boston and play at that high of a level where it was an elimination game, clearly a game seven where they lost three in a row heading into this one. Everybody stepped up, including Duncan Robinson. Looking for the quick inside. Didn't get it. Snaps it to Duncan, catch, fire, three, got it! Duncan Robinson, two for three, from three. That one, left side. That was a big shot because they needed someone else to step up and have a big game, and he was able to do that. Caleb Martin was incredible. What a monster game. He played up at Reno and played under Eric Musselman and watching him play. Fantastic player. 
Caleb Martin came through with a monster game when he had to. He's going to get paid. Barkley even said it after the game that Caleb Martin made a lot of money in that game. He played 45 minutes, was 11 of 16 from the field, 4 of 6 from 3. He had 26 points, 10 rebounds, and 3 assists. That's an incredible game. But it came down to Jimmy Butler, who had to show up. He didn't have a marquee game, only 3 of 7 from 3, but he did everything right down the stretch. 3.30 to go in the game. Finds Jimmy on the cut, the throwdown. He has 20, 28. His 12th make in 28 tries. And that was when the game was over. That was his 28th point. You hear the crowd, it was dead in the background there in Boston. And Miami humiliated him 103 to 84. The final in that game, uh, 27 to 18, they outscored him in the fourth quarter where Boston wanted to have some life and they weren't able to do it. This was a blowout win to win the East for Miami. 10 seconds remain. As the Eastern Conference Championship belongs to the Heat. 103-84 the final. For the seventh time in the 35 years of Miami Heat basketball, your Miami Heat will battle for the NBA's title. Denver, here we come. So that's Heat Radio on the call. So it's a comfortable win there, and Miami deserves it. They came in as an eight seed. Again, how does an eight seed get to the NBA Finals? Well, simply this. No one cares about the regular season anymore. That's the lesson to take away in the future. The Lakers were a seven seed. The Warriors were a six seed. Miami's an eight seed. No one cares. Nobody cares. The regular season doesn't matter anymore. Just get to the playoffs and play the best basketball at the right time. How about Eric Spolstra? What a coach. Last year, they lose in Game 7. That was the motivation coming into this one. What happened last year, you know, uh, obviously was on our mind, and it, and it drove us th- this year. And that's what you always hope from, for competition, that uh, it can drive you to a higher level. Uh, and I think that's what you saw in this series this year, uh, to be able to have to overcome a, a lot of stuff. Very impressed with Jimmy Butler. I've always been impressed with him. But how does he go from the Minnesota Timberwolves to Philadelphia you know, all these other teams. Why doesn't he just stay with one team his whole entire career? He's one of the best players in all of basketball. He's bounced around to several teams. Now he's a Miami legend, and he likes their chances going up against Denver. We got to believe that we can do something incredibly special. So we're going to um, hit the ground running when we get to Denver, and uh, I like our chances. I like their chances to get a game. Early in the series, I do. I think they could get one of those first two games and bring it back to Miami, and those fans are going to be great. Because remember, the fans in Miami lost the last game on a putback shot that I've never seen before. That was one of the greatest shots of all time, and Miami fans had to walk out with their white on, their white shirts, their white pants, their white sneakers, their white sports coats. Now they're going to see Miami game three as they open up on the road in Denver. Those fans are going to go crazy. No doubt about that. And Bob Myers has stepped down. As the GM of the Warriors, the architect of those four rings. That's a huge story in the Bay Area. I'll get to the president and general manager, Bob Myers, out in San Francisco with the Warriors. Hour number two on deck. Thanks for listening.